0: This is On the Block with Strick and Bach. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three. And you're going to go out of here as the Big 8 tournament champion. 93.7 the ticket veteran and Ortega connoisseur, Jake Bacoban.
1: I like Ortega and I like Pepper. Coming at you live from the Copple
0: Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Sponsored by the Mercado by certified Piedmontese. This is On the Block with Strick and Bob. Woo!
1: You like that? <laughs> Let's go! This is On the Block here on 93.7 The Ticket. Of course, Strick is out today. We might uh, might still catch with him. I'm going to keep teasing him. I'm, I haven't heard from him, but uh, he said it's a possibility. He has a meeting with... Uh, Somebody important. I can't. I can't. Dis- I, he didn't tell me if I could say who it was. So we cannot uh, disclose, I, I that disclose that information. But Strick but is an important person. Strick's That's an important we'll guy. So he deserves this music much more than we do. We're not important at all, but it makes <laughs> us feel important here as uh, as we get rolling here on the five o'clock hour on the block. A uh, lot to break down. Uh, within Husker land today, and uh, we've done a little bit of it. Of course, the big news today, Marquis Step enters the transfer portal, uh, part of the five- or six-headed monster, I suppose, if you want to put A.J. Allen there well, to in there as uh, well at the running back position, uh, maybe seeing the writing on the wall. I think it's, it's, it's looking like a possibility that he has graduated and will maybe be able to grad transfer at this point and maybe get to play right away. Um, but uh, not a huge loss for Nebraska, obviously. Probably didn't live up to... The expectations transferring over from USC. Um, I saw somebody at the text line point out, <laughs> surprise, Nebraska running back didn't live up to the expectations under yeah, Scott Frost. Really? It's been a problem. Um, but uh, hopefully they've got that uh, that corrected now. They've got certainly a lot of guys to pick from. One less now, but I don't think you feel a whole lot worse about it. Uh, I will say this, as far as kind of the big package uh, maybe goal line type of back. I thought that was something that Step could still maybe carve out a niche there. Uh, I would have to compete with probably Jacquez Yant in there because the room, as far as the uh, guys over 230, would be Step and Yant. Yant is listed at 235. Step, uh, before uh, entering the transfer portal today, was listed at 230. Gabe Urban is kind of a, a bigger... You know, he's, he's got some bulk to him. He's 215, uh, and Grant is listed at 200. Everybody else listed under 200. Um, but as we've seen over the years you don't necessarily need to be huge to have to be able to run up the middle it certainly helps for most backs um, but we've seen guys again like Amir Abdullah I like always whenever I talk about running backs I just I just reference back to Amir Abdullah because he was the complete package and he was the best that we've seen here Rex Burkhead quite some boy. time I like Rex I like Roy Halu was uh, right there a nice. little bit before I mean those guys it, it felt like man there's they're just not going to drop off at all And then since then, we haven't seen a guy close to that. Although, as we've pointed out, college football has kind of changed course over the last few years too. Um, And I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves because, you know, the 2020 year is what it is. But like last year, the leading rusher, I think, had like 1,600 yards. Before that, going back to 2019, you'd have, you know, two or three guys – Getting close to 2,000, um, you know, probably five or six guys a year getting close to 1,800, which is about where uh, Amir, I think, topped out at. Um, when Amir was here, the, the it was just the, the Big Ten was loaded. It was tough. I mean, there were so many guys at the running back position. I'd like to go back and, and look at uh, just who was all there because it was going to be tough. If you were going to be on like the sixth team of the Big Ten, you'd still be a respectable running back because it was just stacked at that time. And times have changed, just changed a little bit, but still it would be nice nice uh to have a a running game that that you can believe in and that you can buy into um and we talked about it earlier um but just to to hit on it again you know when you look at the, the the new offense coming over I I've personally feel like it's going to be a lot of pass maybe pass even to set up the run um more so than just have a, a, a bell cow back and, and and go behind that guy. I think you're going to see a combination of guys. I think Ramir Johnson we've heard is going to kind of play in the slot a little bit. I think he'll still get his carries. Um, I, I think that you're going to see you know Gabe Irvin step up and, and challenge Anthony Grant mm-hmm. for that position. We we've talked about um, Yant. He's kind of got the physical build to really step up and, and be a big time player. And, and, and you know at times it was just kind of the playbook or you know being too young or whatever maybe. He He's kind of fixed that, so it, it. I don't know if it's out of out of uh, a lack of. It's not. It's certainly not out of a lack of options that you're going to have a bell cow back. You just got a lot of different guys that can give you different looks, um, and I think at times that's great. At other times, it might hinder them from getting a guy warmed up.
0: I think the biggest factor in this, and also Space Cadet has jokes. We would have to make it to the goal line to use him there. I mean, <laughs> Space Cadet. That is, you, you're not wrong in saying that. I think that the biggest aspect of this is is like you said the the offensive scheme. I hate always bringing up Adrian Martinez because I feel like I'm just the Adrian Martinez hater, and I just keep using you that as a an bit example. Of no, I, I just I'm I'm excited for Casey Thompson. I'll tell you right now, I'm excited for a change. Like I, more than anything, I, Casey or excuse me, Adrian Martinez and Nebraska needed to part ways. Mm-hmm. I mean, this was this was mutual. This isn't just a Nebraska thing. I'm just excited to see how these running backs react and how they perform in a different offense. Because, again, you were centered around Adrian Martinez. That was the offense. He was the leading rusher for crying out loud. That's not going to be the case. Casey Thompson is going to be probably the third, more than likely the fourth, highest rusher on the team. Similar to Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett was the fourth highest rusher on the team. That's something we haven't seen in Nebraska in a while. It's been a long time, and I love that we—I I love the, the stacked quarterback room. And I know fans are worried that we're not going to have that number one running back, the grounded pound. Look, is that really what you want? Because you—you can be nice have, to have you can, but that's the thing is you can have the Wisconsin offense, you can have the Minnesota offense. I take but, Braylon Allen, yeah. But this is the thing though, Bach, and, and I brought this up before, and I know hindsight being twenty twenty, sure you would take Wisconsin any day of the week, but. Wisconsin is no closer to winning the Big Ten than Nebraska. You have a ceiling at Wisconsin. And I don't know if you can blame the offense for that, recruiting. I don't know if you want to blame. You can point to a number of factors. But Wisconsin, at the end of the day, it looks great on paper. You get all these rushing yards. Guess what? Wisconsin's ceiling is 9-10 wins. It is! It is! And and yeah. if you run that offense, that's what it's going to be
1: until something changes. I don't know if that's a fault of the offense or a fault of where they are geographically and what kind of athletes they can get in, because I don't see it being a huge problem like when Wisconsin plays Ohio State, the mismatch isn't that Wisconsin often and you know, there there's different battles over the years. I think Ohio State's beating them fifty nine to nothing in a championship game at one time. There's clearly many problems, and right, you not right, close right. at any time there. But I'm saying often, it, it, to me, it seems to be more just the speed factor. When you see o- Ohio State's wide receivers blaze by the the Wisconsin safeties, just and it's not just Wisconsin, yeah. it's everybody in the Big Ten, that's where the gap lies. It's not necessarily um, the ball control offense, and, and for what it's worth, Wisconsin's going to something different. I mean, Paul Crist uh, has... Because uh, I think he realized that. He's There's been a ceiling. The, well, he's kind of been the offensive coordinator the last two years, and it hasn't gone well. Um, so they might do more of kind of like a spread offense with Braylon Allen still kind of, you know, being the type that can can run up the middle, and you still have that uh, look to it. You can still go to the heavy packages, but I can't wait to see what Wisconsin's offense looks like this year, because it, it might be a little bit different. They're trying... Something else out, which they tried for half a season once under Gary Anderson, and uh, things weren't going well. And Barry Alvarez just came down from the athletic depart, you know, athletic director role, and said, "Yeah, yeah, you can't do that. Uh, You're going to have to go back to the Wisconsin way." They did. Gary Anderson left. Right. (laughs) So it's kind of fun to see just how that plays out. Um, But you can't force it. I mean, Iowa has struggled over the last couple of years, and they've been as close as you can to trying to force it as far as that traditional offense, ball control, run the ball right. up the middle, four yards in a cloud of dust and all that. Um, but they've struggled with that, and that's what's kind of held them back. Um, you just you can't force it. You have to have the mean offensive line to do that. You have to have the type of running back um, to really be effective to do that. And I don't think Nebraska's in that situation. So well, I think that that is, to me, we talk about what do you do if Scott Frost doesn't work out? That's what I go to. I go back to the blueprint that Nebraska started, rough and tough, up the middle, um, just predominantly run game because it's what worked at Nebraska. They built the blueprint. All these other Midwestern teams has taken advantage of it, and Nebraska has, for ever since leaving the option, gone to these different ideas of trying to catch up with modern college football, right. and it hasn't worked out as much. Um, so to me, that's the long-term blueprint. But it wasn't. The, it wouldn't be the blueprint for, like, a quick switch have a successful year so you know if if they if they need a new offensive coordinator this year I'm fine with what they did as opposed to what I'd like to see, which is run the damn ball. (laughs) Right, which I love too. But also Gary
0: says, are we seriously trying to discount having a powerful running game in the Big Ten at Nebraska? No, absolutely not. That is not what we're doing. I think this year they're going to be able to establish the run. The point that I'm trying to make is that I don't think you have to have a Wisconsin-Minnesota type offense to be successful in the Big Ten. And that's what a lot of fans want, and they want to go back Mm -hmm. to that Power run, power eye, you have one guy that that leads the way. Listen, if we have a running back by committee and collectively they're rushing for 1,500 yards and you have a perfect balance of passing and running, I don't think that's the worst thing in the world is, is what I'm saying. Now, I understand that the frustration, especially during the Adrian Martinez years, you basically didn't have that at all like you last year legitimately your leading rusher was your quarterback for crying out loud yes i do not think that that is successful in the big 10 but having running back by committee splitting it 50-50 letting casey thompson throw it 20 30 times a game
1: i don't think that's the end of the world i think it's, I, I, I think really there are going to be games where he throws it 40 times and
0: a and that's the thing is i i, I think the way that the offense is going to be structured this year is probably the most successful that Nebraska can go moving forward. Because there, when you do run that power running game that Iowa and Minnesota run, and Wisconsin primarily too, there is a bit of a ceiling. Like, like Let's look at Wisconsin. What is holding Wisconsin back? Probably Graham Mertz. Let's be entirely honest. Like, if you were yeah. able to throw a C.J. Stroud into Wisconsin right now, I'm telling you Wisconsin would be a playoff team. But that's what's, that's what's held them back. And I know that C.J. Strouds don't grow on trees, but we're crying out loud. Who was Iowa's quarterback last season? Wasn't it quarterback by committee?
1: Well, no, they had an injury with their main one. That's why Nebraska saw kind of the backup last year. But either way, nothing too impressive.
0: And that's the thing. is, I, I think that I, I love going back to the running game. And I think that they're going to establish it this year. And then it, Gary brings it up, too. At least we have the capability. If we had that, you wouldn't see the red zone stalls last year and we'd have gone bullying. I completely agree with that. I think you're entirely correct in saying that, Gary, because that was the problem that you had last year, especially in the red zone. You had no running game. Fourth and one, we were lining up in shotguns. Like I I don't think we're going to fall into that this year, but I don't think going to running the ball 75% of the time, ground and pound, I don't think you have to do that. I I, I don't. And I could be wrong. Maybe that is Nebraska's blueprint. If you want to go back to 9-10 wins, especially in the state of Nebraska, that's how you have to recruit. That's the play style that you have to go with. Sure, fine. I just don't think you have to do that. I don't think you have to go to that extreme, especially with a quarterback like Casey Thompson.
1: I don't think you necessarily have to go to that extreme, but it's what's it's it's again, it's the blueprint. It's what's working. It's what's worked at Kansas State. It's what's worked at Iowa, it's what worked, worked at Wisconsin, it's what's worked, worked at Minnesota. Um, and I just don't understand why Nebraska feels like they have to go away from it because Nebraska, hypothetically, with that, you know, getting going, you have to be able to identify recruits better, obviously. Iowa and Wisconsin have done that at the offensive you're line right. position. So you got to – years. You, you can't just say this is going to be our identity and boom, you can just do it like the guys that do it. You have to be one of the best uh, people to get it going, and then you're going to have years where it stalls and where it doesn't. But the idea to me behind it more so is that you're going to recruit better skill position players at Nebraska than you will in those spots, uh, and that can, can, uh, you know, can, can propel you forward. But we've been, I mean, Nebraska made the switch from option football in 2003, uh, after 2003. And the idea was, well, now we can get NFL quarterbacks. Now, you know, finally we'll get a thousand yard wide receiver. It's been almost 20 years. You had right. one NFL quarterback that was drafted who was the worst college quarterback probably amongst the group in Tanner Lee and one <laughs> one thousand yard wide receiver in a four and eight season. I'm sorry. I don't know what else to tell you. I'd go back to the blueprint. But I don't think that, like I said, I don't know if that's, that's not something that you could just force overnight. So I don't know if that's like what they should have went to in this specific college. Football is just different. Bach. I I mean, you, you have to be able to read that magazine. Go read that magazine. Uh, that you bought the other day. The 1995, leading up to the 1995 championship, I was reading through it a little bit too much today, probably took away some of my prep, <laughs> but now that I'm bringing it up, it helps. Um, it's the same type of idea there was, uh, you know, Nebraska was obviously very hot at the time, coming off a national championship and a national championship appearance before then, so we're kind of in a completely different conversation in that degree, but it, what, there is still the, the the just tone going into that game that Florida is the new wave. This young Steve Spurrier guy, and this air raid attack with Danny Warfel, um, just too much speed for Nebraska, and their outdated, you know, tough as, as nails group um, is not going to be able to keep up with it. That that was obviously proven wrong. Nebraska had destroyed and today. Florida. Yes, twenty five years ago.
0: Right, but I mean that—that's the thing—is college football. There's a reason that teams like Wisconsin
1: have a ceiling. But Nate, you have to use something unique at Nebraska. If you try to do what USC and Ohio whoa, State whoa, do, whoa, whoa,
0: whoa, whoa! I'm not saying that. I'm saying that you need to be a little bit more balanced. Is the only thing that I'm saying is if you—if you go to this Iowa-Minnesota blueprint, which Nebraska has
1: had in the past, I think there's a ceiling. I think there is. That is—that's there. There definitely is a fear of that um because of what you've seen with Wisconsin Wisconsin's basically that proof but again Wisconsin's had one quarterback worth his salt Russell Wilson for a rental for one year imagine getting even uh, throw them a Tommy Armstrong and he'd be their <laughs> second best quarterback uh, since right. like the early 2000s you're right I mean that's what I that's what I think is yeah there might be a ceiling you obviously need you know what those teams also have and again I, I think it. I, I think there's just this idea that you can uh, just kind of go to that mentality, and, that, and 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 that's what I don't want it to make sound like I've just got a perfect idea, and you throw it out there, and once they start running that, it's going to be great. Um, you have to have a great offensive line, and you have to have a great defense. You do, and those Which Nebraska are, had; those in the are 90s. completely out. That's what Nebraska had in the nineties. That's what Wisconsin and Iowa have had throughout their run, and it's what Minnesota did last year. Uh, a lot of ball control. Don't get me wrong; but that was a top ten defense right. in Minnesota. Right. Same problem as Wisconsin when they played Ohio State. They couldn't keep up with their wide receivers. They don't have the speed to do it. Um, I just feel like if you if you go with that attack. And if you're at Nebraska, you can recruit slightly above that level, um, and and maybe have some guys at the at those skill position players um, and and the secondary that can keep up with those guys. And of course, that was um, a little bit of the transition too that that Tom Osborne made when that team kind of took its big run is you know getting a little more speed at the skill positions. Um, again, different time.
0: I think that that goes again that goes without saying, but it was 25 years ago that what worked with Eric Crouch winning the Heisman. It, it, it that's not the case anymore. It, college football's changed. For I mean, C.J. Stroud is the Heisman favorite, and he's projected to throw up 40, 45
1: touchdowns. Yeah, but this we year? say that uh, I, it, it's just changed. I get that, the, that there's, there's special like Kenneth Walker. I mean, it's a pretty good. Wasn't example even a but he a wasn't even a Heisman finalist. Over. But he was.
0: I mean, he led the nation in rushing. I understand that, but that what what got Michigan State a, a, a Peach Bowl. Which, again, Nebraska would take, but that's what I'm saying. I forgot Mel Tucker when he wanted. But yeah, but
1: that, that, that gives you a That was without a very good defense, by the that, way. That
0: gives you a ceiling. You have to look at these teams
1: that are being propelled. What do you that think doesn't propelled. give you a ceiling? Like I said, if you're going to try to do the same thing that Ohio State and USC do, except for they have access to better players, all then how I'm are saying you gonna is you have
0: it? to have a balanced attack is the only thing that I'm saying and I think this year is going to be the perfect example of that balanced attack, and I hope that it shows up on the field, is that you do have a running back by committee room that can ground and pound. You do have Casey Thompson, which has the ability to pass the football. He showed that at Texas. I just think you need a little bit more of a balanced attack. Is the only thing well, that I'm not I'm saying,
1: saying? Like go back to the option. Although I would love, I it. I know you would, on.
0: and I know that you would love the running at 75 percent of the game, manage the clock, the Minnesota offense, grinding and, and people I just, down, and fourth quarter. And I love wore it too, out. and it's awesome.
1: But in today's college football, you can't only rely on. Well, that continue the to tell saying. me about that, and then tell me who's winning the Big Ten West year in and year out. And and how That's many times the, the Big, Big Ten West won the Big Ten? Well, right. Again, the the Nebraska elevation in recruiting is, is hopefully the part that that helps right. Nebraska in Bingo. that conversation. Bingo. But it's I, I I just feel like it's 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 there. It's the blueprint. It's it, it was established by Nebraska and then ignored for two decades while the other Midwestern teams adapted it and have had major success with it. I don't think it's that hard uh to to do this, and and it's it's all from going to this other this this modern football idea that you that you're kind of thrown out there now I don't don't get me wrong I think again we argue a lot but we I think we have the same similar ideas um in and what we want to see eventually I just think I, I don't want Spencer Petrus to be Nebraska's quarterback in my in my idea of going back to the blueprint you, you know because Nebraska when they won had Tommy Frazier and Scott Frost and Turner Gill. I mean, right. you, you still had to have dynamic guys, and they there weren't always the best passing quarterbacks. Again, that's completely different with an option, uh, you know, option attack. I'm um, not necessarily saying, you know, full go full back to that. Um, but again, Wisconsin's kind of got frustrated with what their with the blueprint. Like I'm saying, is they've went away now twice from that offense. Um, but I just don't I don't like the idea of uh, college football has changed because. Part partly it is that it goes in circles. I understand that the, the the passing game and everything's kind of been set up to get more offense out in the field and all of that. Um, but I just I don't I don't buy it when I see how teams are winning in your own division and in the Midwest. And then again, you hope that Nebraska could somewhat elevate that uh, with their skill position recruiting. But is um, that but is that your goal? also Texas? I'm just saying if that's your. If you're one of those people, so where does Nebraska go without Scott Frost? That's my first answer. I, uh, Which
0: is fair. Uh, texter says Bach right now is the old man <laughs> yells at cloud gift. That's funny. Uh, I want to bring up what this Texter said too. We can, we can kind of wrap this up and I, I think we are on the same page. You have to have the bounce attack, but the only pushback that I'll have against Wisconsin, Minnesota, Iowa, while it's great and you are winning in the big 10 West, is that really like, is, is that our goal? Have we reached that point? Because uh, All I hear is Nebraska fans want to get back to the 90s. We want to get back to winning a national championship. Guess what? If you want to win a national championship in today's football, Wisconsin's offense doesn't win you a national championship. Iowa's offense does not win you a national championship. And I understand, listen, if Nebraska won the Big Ten West this year, won nine games, I'm all for that. And I think that would be great progress for Nebraska football. But if you want to get back to the days where you're winning a national championship, Iowa and Wisconsin's offense doesn't work. Simply put, it does not work,
1: and it will not win you a national championship. You know what wins you national championships? Nick Saban, Davo Sweeney. I mean, you need right. you need the elite top guys. I'm not but talking who do those guys. I mean, but who do those guys but Nebraska, have? That's a misnomer that you're saying Nebraska fans want to win the national championship. Yeah, everybody wants to win. But who the do national you? But who do you
0: have? You have Tua. You have Deshaun Watson. You have Trevor Lawrence. You have guys that give right. you that balanced attack. The, the the days of having Scott Frost throw it ten times in the football game they're behind you. I'm sorry, it I'm just sorry doesn't to work tell you, anymore. With
1: Iowa, and Wisconsin, Michigan State. We've seen these teams over the years get pretty close to the playoffs, pretty or close. In the playoffs, yeah, to the playoffs. It, I, I, again, if you're Nebraska, like you've got to get close and then build and adapt and, and 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 adjust. Right now, you're nowhere close. And I love you know I I don't want to sound like I just moving on for the Scott Frost era, which is kind of what this kind of turned into is a plan after Scott Frost. Um, But again, you, you, you moved away from your, the idea, the the idea that you can't win with the old uh, offense like that. That's why Nebraska moved away. And again, since they moved away to get more NFL quarterbacks, like you say, to win, They've gotten Tanner Lee drafted. That's it, once, in the sixth okay, round. Okay, and that might be part of a
0: Nebraska recruiting problem. I don't know who's to blame for that. But I'm telling you right now, Casey Thompson is the guy. You want a balanced attack, I think Casey Thompson's the guy for that. I do. I, I think he
1: is – what you're talking about, your Kenny Pickett-type quarterback. Yeah, Casey Thompson in Wisconsin's offense would be – would pretty be dangerous. elite. Yeah, it would pretty be di- pretty darn good.
0: And you would have a. You would probably be talking about Wisconsin, maybe not winning the Big Ten, but being elevated to that discussion. The problem is recruiting Casey Thompson, who wants to throw the ball forty times a game to Wisconsin's Bingo. offense. Bingo, and yeah. that's part of the problem, and that's what what holds you back if you're Wisconsin, because you're never going to get that top tier quarterback in the transfer portal, because they know that's not gonna, what's going to get him drafted. Well, remember that's to get him noticed
1: before Lane Kiffin showed up. And Tuscaloosa, they had a pretty much a power attack. That's how they that's how they won their titles too. Um, obviously, switched uh, since you know I've switched since then, and now Bryce right. Young is throwing the ball at times all over the field, but. Um, I wouldn't say that it would be unprecedented for a power football, you know, power rushing football team to win again. I mean, how long ago was that, though, Bach? I mean, we're talking
0: about what ten years ago. I mean, college football. Say what you will; it's changed a lot in the past ten years. And now that we're getting rid of conferences essentially and just having two power conferences, it's going to change even more. And, and the teams that the teams like Wisconsin, Iowa, and Minnesota—they're going to get left in the dust. They uh, are.
1: I, I've heard it before. They haven't been left in the and no, best yet. and they, they
0: they haven't, but they're not in the national championship conversation, which is which is interesting. I was number two last year. And how'd that work out for you, Bach? How did? <laughs> and they lost to, to Michigan by how many points? Forty. Come on, get out of here with that. They had
1: a beat. I mean, they didn't have a very good quarterback situation going into that. Bingo. Petrus. But I mean, even Bingo! Spencer Petrus was already. Bingo. Hurt. But that's the
0: thing is you. It, Again, you can throw Adrian – we've had this discussion. You could throw Adrian Martinez on Iowa for crying out loud and they probably have a more successful season. Right. Like, it's just when you develop this style of offense that Iowa has adapted and Wisconsin has adapted, you're never going to get that quarterback and you have a ceiling is all I'm saying. College football has changed. You can't you cannot be a national contender running
1: Wisconsin and Iowa's offense. I'm sorry, you can't. I don't think again, I don't think it's the offense. I think it's the location. I think it's the I place. think that goes
0: into it. And I completely agree with I you. I mean,
1: if, if if Alabama or Clemson or Ohio State wanted to run that offense, I believe they could recruit just as well to be in the, the position that they're in. <sighs> that I mean it, it's just tough to say
0: though, because again, you have to look at what those teams have created. Tua, a Heisman finalist. Trevor Lawrence, a Heisman finalist. Deshaun Watson, like, over the past five to ten years, even the Alabamas and Clemsons have started recruiting top-tier quarterbacks because that's the way that it's moved to. And they haven't abandoned the run. Don't get me wrong. Najee Harris was a first-round pick. Travis Etienne was a first-round pick. I I, I understand all of that. But even the top-tier programs are leaning towards that now. And I want to bring up after we go to the commercial break, too. Texter says, we cannot discredit Adrian, though. Would we have even had wins in the last few years without him? True test of Adrian Martinez to see how he does at Kansas State. My pushback against that, if you threw in Logan Smothers last season for every single game, I think you still go 3-9. and nine. Do the games look different? Like, what, like, the flip side of that for the Texter is... Adrian Martinez beat Northwestern, Fordham, Buffalo.
1: Adrian, I think Logan Smothers could have done the same thing. Adrian does not have a meaningful victory throughout his time at Nebraska. He had a cl- few close calls, obviously, which was part of the problem. Uh, same record as Frost, I suppose, I believe. 5-20 uh, and 20 in those one-score games, but not a significant victory. Um, I, I more than anybody, will be cheering, or as much as anybody, I should say, because there are a lot of big Adrian fans out there. there are big we'll Adrian be cheering fans for fans. Adrian at Kansas State. Um, at the same time, if you I wouldn't, I wouldn't begin with wins. That's not where I would be begin. <laughs> when, where, where I'm talking about because I think Adrian.
0: you throw anyone else out that you throw out Spencer Petras on that Nebraska team last year. Guess what? They probably still go three and nine. Uh, texter drumstick also says Wisconsin is a quarterback away from contending for natties. Bingo. I think I think you're entirely right. But the problem well, is you, my point. But you've established this offense that they're never going to go there. Cause you, you, five-star recruit. Yeah, Graham Mertz, <laughs> how's that working out for well, you, Bob? they Bach? got the wrong five-star, but Mertz, were, that's, a, that's a start. Graham Mertz went 150 passes without throwing a touchdown for crying out loud. And you study. are. And th- the thing is, you're if you're Wisconsin, you are a quarterback way. If you take Quinn Ewers and you put him on Wisconsin, Wisconsin wins the national Quinn
1: Ewers hasn't taken a college snap. Hey, so slow you down. watch what
0: you say about Quinn <laughs> Ewers. <laughs> he
1: could be the next Graham Mertz. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. All right. We're, we're done bickering for now. But uh, five minutes from now, we'll bicker. More bickering coming up next here on The Block on ninety The